0: Welcome to the Lockdown Wildcats podcast. My name is Ross O'Hare and I'm your guest host today, filling in for Mike Luke. And uh, today's podcast is going to be a football recap podcast. So we're going to go over the Arizona Wildcats football season In the first half of the podcast. We're actually going to go over each game and kind of talk about the ups and downs of the season, um, what the uh, season was like for me as a fan and what, you know, in the second half of this uh, podcast, we're going to go over kind of what to expect, you know, you know, what the overall feelings of the programs are, my thoughts on what we need to do to improve, and my thoughts on Jed Fish uh, as a coach and, w- you know, where we stand as a program. So hope you enjoy today's podcast, and uh, here we go. Let's just jump right in. So we began the season against BYU, and, you know, as a, as a fan, I, I talked with Mike Luke uh, on the podcast before the season started, and we were both pretty optimistic about getting the over. Uh, on Vegas' two-and-a-half wins. We both kind of went three, maybe four wins, and I felt pretty good about that. You know, obviously, I felt like we had recruited pretty well, that we had brought in some transfers that would be able to help uh, offset some of the talent issues that we had. And when we started the season against BYU, the neutral site game, I really felt like that was validated. You know, we we started that game, and although they got out to an early lead, we kept it close. We kept it a one-score game, uh, the entire game, pretty much. Uh, obviously, it got away from that. We we came back in and made it a one-score game. At the end of the third quarter, it was 21-13. to And in the fourth quarter, we both kicked field goals and end the game 24-16. And, you know, one-score g- uh, game against a team like BYU in a neutral field was um, not great, but also, you know, at the time, we didn't know that BYU was going to be really good this year. But that's, that was a good result. We felt like the team looked decent. Gunnar Cruz, as the quarterback looked good. And, um we thought I thought that there was some hope moving forward. And you know, you move to week two when you're playing a San Diego State team that, you know, has a good defense, but um, really offensively hadn't done anything the year prior or so far this that season this season. And you know, we get in out in, the, out in that game and we get boat raced. I mean, it is an ugly game. They are running all over us. We can't stop them at all. It's like our defense, re- you know, reverted back to the year before, and it was like ASU all over again where just run after run after run was just happening, and we couldn't tackle. We couldn't stop them. We couldn't do anything to slow them down. And that game, that blowout against uh, you know San Diego State, the Aztecs there, um, really, you know, kind of put some <laughs> worry in my mind. I'm like, that that's not a good result. you know, we're looking for improvement. We're looking for the new coaching staff to bring in a new type of um, mentality and attitude. You know, obviously their slogan was it's personal. So I wanted it to be personal. I wanted them to take it personally that teams were running all over them, and the San Diego State game didn't show that. And so there start to be some concern, you know, creeping into my mind. And then the next week happened. Week three, of this season will always be remembered for the debacle that it was. Losing at home to NAU um, is never acceptable, right? As an Arizona program that isn't amazing, but is a Power 5 conference that has the resources and money at its disposal and a Power 5, you know, like everything that you should see from a Power 5 conference should never, ever lose to an NAU type school, A, a bad NAU team. And somehow it happened, right? I remember that game going through it and like, man, it was missed opportunity after missed opportunity. It was an ugly game. And in the end, when they came back and won, it was this head scratcher. It was like, how, how have we hit a new rock bottom in this program where when we lost 70 to seven, we're like, we're never going to be worse than this. And then, you know, you can debate whether this, the NAU loss is worse than ASU because it's ASU, but you lose to NAU. I mean, what happens, you're the third best school in Arizona in football like that that should never happen and you know that loss really set off I really I mean it was terrible the wheels started to fall off of the season at that point in time and a lot of people were upset about that win or that loss and I, I we kind of entered this middle phase of the season where from the or from the NEU game from the Oregon game UCLA and Colorado all the next three games were just blowouts and we were in them for a quarter or two and everything like that but I mean all three of those games were just, uh, inept. We didn't have great quarterback play. And also, you know, obviously gunner Cruz gets hurt. Jordan McLeod gets hurt. Plummer doesn't play great. And we're going back to cl- Plummer again. And I mean, just the carousel of quarterback and the blowouts that we're having, the defense is playing decent. Okay. But nothing to really, you know, it's not amazing. And so we have, we started the season again, 0 and six. And we we already have this losing streak that's going on and you lose to NAU, you lose to San Diego state, you lose to BYU. You know, all of a sudden you're like, man, like wh- what's this team and what are we going to end up being like? And that middle phase of the season really started to um, make me question. You know, what do we have here in coach? What do we have here in talent? What do we have at this program that we are so bad at this time where where, where there's no hope basically? And I think at that point in time, it, it was a really dark time for Arizona Wildcats fans like myself and then the Washington game happened. and I, I think that Washington game was one of those small little turns for me where I actually had a flash of hope for our season because we we played decently uh, against Washington. Now they weren't great this year and obviously you know they fired their coach this year. Um, but you know I think at the end it was like this we, we played good defensively, We had uh, okay offensive performance that day. And even though we lost, it felt like we were improving. It felt like we were doing what we should have done all year long, which was show small marginal steps of improvement every game so that we would actually, you know, communicate to people like me as a fan that the players were invested, that there was momentum going in this season instead of, you know, again, getting beat by NAU. And so there was this middle part of the season or the next part of the season here after the middle phase where we – we, uh, you know, lose to Washington, but it play played pretty decently. We hang with USC, and although it's kind of an ugly game at times, we play decent. We have some flashes, again, of improvement, and and then there there comes the Cal game. And I think with the California game, and it's, it's one of the strangest games, I mean, I can remember, because of the COVID issue, right? They had at least 20 players, I believe, out because of COVID, and, you know, including their starting quarterback, which, you know, was a good player. And when we win that game, you know, when we score a touchdown in the fourth quarter and go up and win the game, I mean, there's absolutely a sense of relief as a fan. You're like, okay, the streak is over. Everybody's been talking about the streak, the streak, the streak. You know, we're the longest uh, streak in Pac-12 history. And you're like, man, like that's not something you want to hear. And then, you know, people start bringing up like n- national, like losing streaks. Like, are you going to, you know, start competing with these guys? And so COVID or not, I felt like, you know, the stars aligned in that moment and we were able to get a win over a Cal team that was depleted. Now, would we have gotten that win otherwise? I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to tell at that point in time. I, I, I wouldn't bet on that game. But because we won, there was a sense of relief, right? You could see it on everybody's faces. You could see it on Coach Jed Fish's face. And it was like, man, that monkey's off our back. We can actually, you know, move on from that narrative. And even though we're not having a great season, you know, at this point in time, we're 1-8 and eight, and it's like, you know, What are we we going to be able to do? Now we can get this monkey off our back and move forward and hopefully maybe win a few more games. And, you know, next game, unfortunately, we're playing against Utah. And Utah was hitting their stride at this point in time. I mean, they they were playing really, really well. And we, we hung with them. We played really well. We played tough and physical against Utah. And I know Jed Fish has kind of said this a few times, but, you know, Utah is the program he wants to kind of emulate. And I agree. Like, if we can be a hard-nosed, tough-out type of football program, that's what we can expect at Arizona. We can't expect Arizona to be, you know, a top-of-the-class type of five-star recruit-getting type of program. We're just not that in football. We're a basketball school. We get that in basketball. We don't get that in football. And that's not going to necessarily ever change. And we've got to have that mentality where we're not trying to be something that we're not. We're trying to get recruits and players who fit that mold. And we'll talk about that more in the second half of the podcast. But that Utah game, again, we're starting to see improvements. We're starting to see incremental steps in the right direction. And, and although you know nothing's you know blowing us away, our defense is playing decent. Our offense is starting to put some things together. Plumbers starting to play better instead of making some of the boneheaded decisions we saw earlier in the year. He was starting to make drives, use his feet more. And, and you know, he was a warrior in that game because he got knocked out a few times. And it just in the Cal game, especially. But you just saw a toughness that he was exuding that I think is what, exactly what Arizona needed. And although we lost to Utah, I feel like at that point in time was probably the highest point of our season. Where we had just come off a win, played really hard against Utah. And then we end the season with two just stinkers, right? We get blown out by uh, Washington State and ASU. And, you know, it's a disappointing end to the season, but I think ultimately what you see this year is that there was some improvement. And, you know, I think there's a lot to do, but what it does is as a fan gives me enough hope to stick with it through this offseason and see what Jetfish can do. And that's what we're going to talk about next. All right, you're back on the Locked on Wildcats podcast again. My name is Ross O'Hare, and I'm your guest host today. And so this second half of the podcast, we're going to talk about kind of overall thoughts of the season and where we're going next. So what we're going to be doing in terms of what I feel like the program needs, where we need to go. Again, we've talked about emulating Utah, but what we need to do to be able to get there. And so first, I want to kind of talk about the quarterback room, because it's hard to win at any level of football without a quarterback. And I don't want to disparage any of the three guys that really got playing time this year at quarterback. I think all of them individually, as people I'm sure are fantastic people, and they're just kids, right? I mean, so we've got to keep that in perspective, but when you're playing a sport, talent is what you need. You need somebody who just has that it factor that gets out there and is able to rally the, the players and the team around him, and has the arm talent, the mental talent, to be able to win games, sometimes on his own. Um, and we just didn't have that this year. And some could argue that Jordan McLeod has that, but I, don't, I think it was too small of a sample size to really know what we have. And what we can all agree on, I think, is that the quarterback room needs to improve. It's got to be better. And to me, that's you know where we've got to start. Because without a quarterback, again, in the, in the NFL, in you know, college football, high school football, if you don't have a quarterback, it's really hard to win. Unless your d- defense is just dominant. And again, Arizona's is not. So, you know, that that's kind of out of the equation for right now. And I don't see that becoming dominant anytime soon. Now, could it be better? Sure. And is it better? Yes. But I don't think it's going to be that place where we're going to be so dominant that quarterback play can be mediocre. So we've got to upgrade the quarterback room. Now, whether that, that's through the transfer portal, which I do think we'll get a transfer in. And obviously, we have Noah Fafita coming in from Servite. Uh, high school in uh, California. Um, I apologize if I'm saying his name wrong, but you know the quarterback from Servite in California is supposedly a really great recruit and going to come in. And from what I've seen um, of his game tape and stuff like that, he's he's a gamer. He's got good arm talent. So hopefully he will Im- improve the quarterback room. But I don't want to re- you know rely on a freshman to necessarily turn this program around. I don't, And I don't think Jed Fish wants to either. Although as much as we all might love him coming in, I don't think, you know, it's fair to an 18-year-old freshman coming into a program that's won one game in the last 30 or whatever. I, I don't think that that's fair. And so we've got to get a transfer. We've got to get – we've got to improve that room to where we've got two and even three guys in college football. Now, you need that many to really be able to um, play well, play well for four quarters, and do it across a whole season. And the second thing I think that we've really got to work on is our depth. Um, you know, we we had a slew of injuries this year, but everybody does. And some might say, well, it's worse than others or whatever. But in football, you're going to have injuries. That's just the name of the game. And so, you know, we've got to improve that depth. And that happens through recruiting. Now, Jed Fish has shown that he's able to, you know, recruit better than what we've come to expect. You know, in the last 10 years, we finished 12th, I think nine of the 10 years and with the other year we finished 11th so i mean if you think about that we've never had a finish in the last decade in recruiting rankings which again take with a grain of salt but we've never had one finished above 11th that's not acceptable right we've got to be able to hire a staff keep a staff and have a, a desire to recruit harder than our competition and that is something that i i will credit jed fish in doing he has shown that he's willing to put the work in make the time make the connections and if anything else I mean if anything about Fish, he's definitely a salesman he can he can definitely sell you on his vision the program I mean his offseason before the season started was amazing right I mean it got so many people hyped especially after the end of last year it was like he, had, he did miracles to get people excited for this year and although the talent and the product on the field didn't match that excitement And his talk and everything, I feel like recruiting, he can actually use that and put that to practice. And where we've got to improve is in three major areas. The lines of scrimmage, especially the offensive line, and then linebackers, and then last of all, safeties. You know, you think about it like football is built around the line of scrimmage. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys smarter than me who always talk about you got to build from the inside out. You've got to build from the lines back. And so, obviously, you've got to get the quarterback the most important position in football. But then you've got to work on your lines. And our offensive line this year um, just wasn't good enough, right? I mean, it's been a f- many years since we've had a decent, really good offensive line. And we had a, a ton of injuries, too, which played into that. And so you've got to get transfers in that are ready to play right away at the offensive line. Linebackers and safeties are things that you've got to get size and speed and people are willing to tackle, right? I mean, I think our safeties uh, this year had, had some really tough games where it was tough for them to wrap up and tackle people and cost us some big plays and some games because of that, those miscues. And so in that order, it's we've got to improve the quarterback room. We've got to get our lines of scrimmage better, especially the offensive line. Our linebackers have got to get bigger, faster, stronger. We've got to find talent in that area. And then safeties in the back end, we've got to get some depth there. So, obviously, what we've talked about is, okay, we've got to recruit, 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 and, you know, that's easier said than done, but, I mean, if Jed Fish is going to be successful here, that's going to be how it's done, right? And that's one of the ways of how it's going to be done. Obviously, Don Brown came in, great coach, a lot of history, being a good football coach, defensive coordinator, and he did a great job. I mean, we were seller we were dwellers in terms of defense the last few years under Sumlin. And this year we're in the middle of the pack, and that's a huge improvement for us. I mean, like, it's it's so tiring as a fan to watch game after game just getting gashed for 10, 15, 20 yards, uh, you know, a run or pass play after pass play that's just, you know, killing us. And so Don Brown's, you know, defense definitely was improved and got guys playing well. But I think, you know, with him gone now, what's that going to mean for our defense? And we've hired, you know, Nansen is the, from UCLA as our new defensive coordinator, but He's never called, you know, he's never been a DC before. What's that going to mean for our coaching staff? And I think that's the last piece of this is can our coaching staff learn and improve from this year? And can they show us that, um, you know, that that the growth is continuing and and that the recruiting is going to be there? And I think it's going to be something that they're going to have to put a lot of work in. And I don't think just mean like getting on the trail and recruiting. But I mean, I think they've got to really look at what their game plan is what they're, you know, how they're going to put a team together that's going to compete that we can awake at and be a tough out for every single Pac-12 team. And I think that falls on Jed Fish. Obviously it does. He's the head coach. But he's got to prove that he's more than just a salesman. And, I, you know, as a hopeful fan, as an optimistic fan, I think he can. Because again, I saw improvements. I saw flashes. And I didn't expect him to be this game changer, especially with the talent that we had across the board. Like it's hard to judge any coach when you don't have talent. Now, could he have coached them up better in games? Yes, there were absolutely games where he could have done that better. But overall, I do believe that he has a chance to be to be that guy, to be the coach that can really bridge a gap for us and maybe be here long-term, but bridge a gap for us where we can turn the program around and be someone like Utah, right? where we can be a tough, hard-nosed football team who doesn't who's never taken for granted on the schedule, who where teams, other teams look and say, oh, Arizona's definite win. Where they look at our team, we're like, ah, I don't know. That that's gonna be a tough game, just like people look at Utah now. And if we can get there, if we can get recruits in the door that sign, if we can get you know transfers in that make immediate impact, and we can find a quarterback, please let us find a quarterback, right? If we can find a quarterback, then I think what you'll find is that next year, will be two, three, four wins better, right? I, I, maybe four is a little optimistic. Five wins would be quite a bit next year. But if we can, over the next two to three years, win two to three more games, you know, think about that. That puts us at seven or eight wins in two years, three years. And as an Arizona fan... I think that's you know kind of what I expect, what I hope is, I mean we're not going to win, you know we're not going to be going to the Rose Bowl. We've never been. We're not going to be going to the Rose Bowl every year. We're not fighting for that. We're not trying to compete with USC and Oregon in terms of recruiting and expectations every year. But can we be in the you know, conversation for maybe a Pac-12 South title, you know, every few years? And can we be consistently a team that goes to bowl games, decent bowl games, plays well? upsets people sometimes, wins games that we're not supposed to sometimes, if we can do that, then I think the only way we're going to get there is through quarterback, offensive line, transfers, recruits, and Jed Fish and his coaching staff learning from the mistakes they made. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for sticking with me, and you're listening to Lockdown Wildcats.